0: Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Welcome. Good to be with you as always. So this week our exploration is Santosha which translates as contentment. So I wanted to start off sharing another little quote from The Path of the Yoga Sutras by Nikolai Bachmann about Santosha. And so this is what it says. This feeling of contentment is not the same as what we feel when we have everything we ever wanted in life, in terms of possessions, a partner, and an ideal job those things can all change. True Santosha comes from the understanding that who we really are at the core is none other than the light of awareness that all beings share. And we talked about that earlier this season, that essential light that we share. And a few things came up for me around this and just the idea of contentment In general this week that I wanted to share with you. The first thing I've been thinking about is how, and let me just say before I even say what it is, that I really hate this, (laughs) but I have found it to be true. So how much of life is letting go? Letting go really of who you thought you were or who you thought you would be. So I have what feels like a million (laughs) examples of this, but I'll just share a few. So at different points in my life, I thought I would be an accountant. That's what I started off my major in college. Then I thought I would be an English teacher and I was, but I thought I would do these things for the rest of my life. And I did that for maybe six years. Then I thought I would do nonprofit work, particularly around women's rights. And I did, I did that for, I don't know, maybe five years or so, but not for life, like I thought I would. And now I am a yoga teacher, but all of those things lead me to believe, who knows, maybe I will also be something else later in my life. I can't say. At one point in my life, I thought I would never get married. Not in a melodramatic way, but I just was not really that interested in it, to be honest. I was just kind of like, whatever. I was more focused on just living my life and doing my thing. And then I did. Now I've been married for 12 years. (laughs) So there are so many examples of this just in my own life. Things I thought I would do or not do that I then didn't do or did. (laughs) And what I've found is that the only known in some ways is the unknown. And like I mentioned, there are parts of me that really hate that. There are also parts of me that love it. But what I've learned is that when I let myself be open to the process, I find much more peace and contentment. And that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to share, which is really like speaking of accepting my own process, this shows up for me in another way too. So not just in who I thought I would be or what I thought I would be doing, but how I operate in the world, maybe it's a good way to say it. So in the past few years, I have learned a lot about that. I think having my own business has made me come face to face with that. (laughs) And what I have learned or what I'm trying to learn is probably a better way to put it, is how to stop making the way that I operate wrong. So for example, really just in life in general, this is particularly true when you have your own business, but honestly, when I didn't and I was working for other people, this still came up, this idea of having a five-year plan. And this isn't even only tied to work. I think it's something people talk about, like, oh, what's your five-year plan, and I'm just not a five-year plan person. I've tried, I've tried so many times, and it's just really not how I operate. I guess it must be how some people do, since this question continues to come up, but I'm maybe a one-year loose plan person. I'm definitely not totally fly by the seat of my pants. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm very organized, but it's within a relatively reasonable or small container of time. I want to be that five-year person in some ways, but I'm just not. <laughs> I was telling one of my besties about this recently how I don't know what's coming in the next 5 years and she said, "If you were not asking these questions, I would be sending you straight to therapy." <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. That's not me, and that would be weird if I wasn't asking those questions. And the same is true of my creative process. I wish I could get ideas very quickly, but I do not. (laughs) So when I let myself be in my process, which I've probably talked about here on the podcast before, I describe as more of a percolation process, then I find that everything flows more smoothly. Because the ideas do come, they're just rarely on my timeline. There's a lot of other things I'm not as well. I am not a hashtag yoga every damn day person. Unless we're thinking about yoga quite broadly, as we talk about here, then I guess I am. But um, I'm not that about my asana pose practice I am not a super social person. I am not an arm balance person. <laughs> so I do think that there's a, a fine and an individual balance here to letting ourselves or I should maybe just say letting myself (laughs) be open to new things and embracing who we are. I feel like I'm constantly navigating that. For example, I have talked pretty openly and often here about my anxiety. And I think one way this conversation about learning your own process can have a tendency to go too far is if it goes to the point of just throwing up your hands in a situation that you find untenable. So it would have been possible for me, and honestly, I think this happened for a while, to just say, well, I'm anxious. I just have to live with it, and there's nothing that I can do. And that's not really what I mean. For me, with my anxiety, it was recognizing it that actually allowed me to seek out support different things that have been helpful in various ways, acupuncture, moving my body, being in nature, therapy, supplements, medication. I definitely can so often get into a this is just who I am place without seeing what else might be able to support me. But what I'm talking about more generally here is seeing some of these tendencies and learning to be and work with them. So, okay, this brings me into what I really wanted to talk about today, because this has been on my mind a lot lately. I'm interested to see what you think about it. So, I see memes, images, et cetera, on social media, what feels like all the time, (laughs) every day, it probably isn't, but it's very often, that say things like, I'm perfectly imperfect and that's okay or embrace your imperfections and of course on the one hand I love this because it's breaking us out of the feeling that we have to be perfect or else nothing matters and it's really important for us to get that message because of course it's important for us to not be feeling like we have to be perfect However, what has been bothering me is I've started to feel like embracing your imperfections still implies that perfection exists, that we exist in a paradigm of perfection or imperfection. And I just really don't think that that is true. What I'm interested in is what if we got rid of not only the idea of perfection, but also imperfection? Because I don't actually think that those are our options. I don't actually think perfection is even a thing when we're talking about human bodies. Sure, there are ways that we meet or don't meet societal expectations, but societal expectations are not the same at all As perfection. In fact, they're completely arbitrary, and they're often rooted in some pretty sexist, racist, homophobic, ableist, ageist, on and on and on, pretty messed up stuff. So what if instead of declaring our imperfection, we just embraced who we are, period? Not perfect, not perfect. Not perfect, not imperfect. <laughs> but simply what is. For me, I'm finding that this is more and more the place of contentment with my body. Because I'm because saying I'm imperfect and I'm okay with it is fine, but it still keeps me brushing up against that edge of perfection sometimes, which brings with it comparison and judgment and all of that stuff. And I just really don't think that we need that. I don't think it's useful, and I don't think that it is real. So what I've come to believe is what's true is we're all learning to be with and navigate who we are, all the complex circumstances that make us us. And that's not perfect or imperfect, it just is us. So that brings me to our body invocation for this week, which is may I find contentment. And as you're seeing here, there's a lot of gray areas back and forth. I think pretty ongoing and constant conversation and evolution implied in this. So this week I invite you to bring that invocation, may I find contentment to your yoga mat, to your practice off the mat, to your life, and see what different ways it might show up for you. So let's take one breath together to close. We'll inhale. And exhale Have a great day and curve on.